Once upon a time, there was a little boy called Howard who loved writing stories. Little Howard dreamed of being a writer And so he sat down to every nighter But everything he wrote was fucking shite, yeah wubba dubba do wubba dubba do Worst writer in the world 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 He's a stupid Rubbish writer. Hello and welcome to the worst writer in the world with me, the best writer in the world. It's a bit confusing, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, we'll be back next week with a brand new story, The Mystery of the Golden Bus. So what are we doing right now? It's a one-off special called Midnight Smoke. Although some of you may have already heard it under the pseudonym The Men in the Shed. But if you've not heard it, have a listen. If you have heard it, have another listen. It's good. It is gad. Okay, it's called Midnight Smoke or Dismemberment, a tragedy in three parts. The only thing I noticed about this when I dragged it out of the pile was it starts with a kind of why I'm doing what I'm doing kind of thing because we had to do research when we were at, we were at school yeah. we had to do research and I only hated all that shit and didn't yeah. see the point of any of it and it's quite apparent yeah. that I haven't really done any and I've, I've knocked it out like the day before. Um, okay, so research. <laughs> uh, this is my first piece of work. Ever. <laughs> well, I have never worked before, so this has been quite an experience. Yeah, for me. probably like, I think you'll soon learn that it definitely is after you read it. This is my first piece of work, and at this stage, I am uncertain as to what I am going to do my survival on. That's a weird Okay, sentence. so survival was the obviously the topic. You've got to do a, a, something on survival. Okay. Um, I have decided that I want to write a story, and my choices are wide. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. It is, especially yeah. if the if the topic is survival. Yeah. You say, well, as long as everyone doesn't die. Yeah. But even if they do die, it's still about survival, isn't it, or lack mm. of? I am just filling space here. It's quite obvious that I'm yeah. just trying to like fill up a few bits of a few lines with some stuff. My choices are wide, and they are long, yeah. and they are deep. Does it then go? I'm sure it then goes on to say that there are lots of different types of survival. These are a few of them, or something. Yes, kind of. Yeah. It's, uh. Some of my favourites. <laughs> Some of my favourite types of survival. This gets this gets worse. Some of my favourites though are the survival of the recession. <laughs> Alright, no. Yeah, I knew I was very interested on. in that as a yeah, child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read this next bit. Starving Indians and Ethiopians. <laughs> That's one of my favourites. I love that. Uh, I think it's brilliant when I turn on the TV and some bloke in Africa is starving to no, I love, death. No, I love the way they survive the starving. Yeah. So some of my favourites... OK, let's start again. I have decided that I want to write a story and my choices are wide. Mm. Some of my favourites, though, are the survival of the recession, starving Indians and Ethiopians, <laughs> Arctic survival, what? survival of the fittest, yeah. animal survival. <laughs> <laughs> now, you can spread that out, can you? You've gone... Tortoise survival. Dog yeah. survival. Cat, cat survival. Pig survival. Monkey chicken survival. <laughs> and survival of blind and deaf people. <laughs> yeah, that's your last one. Survival of blind and deaf people who find it difficult to survive because they can't see people trying to shoot them. This is obviously written after I've written the story. Yeah, yeah. That's why research. Arctic survival is in there because it's definitely set in the Arctic or something. Okay, so that's one of your favourites, but you haven't decided which one yet. Now to write a short story. 
Not too many characters are wanted. This is me explaining what a short story is. Okay, there now... There should be this many words. To write a short story, not too many characters are wanted, so I think that starving millions is out. <laughs> Yeah, because you'd have yeah. to describe. You'd have all to of describe them. millions of people. You, you don't want them. millions of characters. Well, I haven't got what the kind time of story to give has them millions of characters, and there's no way around that. I've I mean, got no not time like to give them just... all names, yeah. have I? That's going to take ages. And all of them equal footing and description in the story. It's not like you could just choose one who was representative and then just mention. I can do that now. It was a hot, starving day in Ethiopia. Fred, Bill, Peter, <laughs> John, James, Sarah. Kennedy, the Ethiopian, Josephine. You might want to put the Ethiopian after each of those names. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah, otherwise so no they sound quite English. Either, yeah. John the Ethiopian, Steve the, the Ethiopian. Ethiopian. All right, now the the um, yeah. So I think Starving Millions is out, uh, and then you've added a picture. What of Starving Millions? Yes, um, these people you are have, starving. Basically, you've to show you've done research. You've cut a picture out of the newspaper yeah. of something that you've decided not to do. Right. <laughs> so this is a picture of a Delhi slum. More than 250 million Indians live on the edge of starvation. The danger is that reforms may take too long for many people, is the yeah, caption. That's one of my favourites. Yeah, you love that. All right, but there's 250 million Indians and you haven't got time to name all of them. <laughs> no. Here we go. Also, I have not actually experienced such things as blindness or being deaf. No, I haven't. That's true. <laughs> Although, it does suggest that being one of the starving millions in Ethiopia, you have I've, I've done that, experienced yeah. that. Right, I've okay. definitely, I've definitely um, been on an Arctic survival mission. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, been to the Arctic and survived. But I wasn't deaf at the time, no. so uh, so I can't do deafness. That's a good. I have not actually experienced such things as blindness or being deaf, and so I think that would really be too difficult for me to do. Yeah. So uh, imagining being in the Arctic is easier than closing your eyes <laughs> and, and imagining that you can't open them again, yeah. for example. Well, because um, I've got such a vivid imagination, having seen all the stuff, it would be really difficult for me, a person that's so good at describing things, yeah. to pretend that they can't see things. Right. How could I do that? All right, there's another picture cut out of a newspaper here. Good. Probably the same um, newspaper, same you, day. Can you guess what it is? Um, is it Athol Fugard? No, I mean, like, what it is... Um, oh, OK. What, it, <laughs> no. what, what it's representing. Think about it. What we, you, had, you said that... Um, is it a blind You said person? that starvation was out, is and it? then you showed starving millions, and now you've just said that blind and deaf people are out. And what are you showing? It's a, it's a seeing-eye dog for the blind. No, it's a, it's a blind fella. It's an actual blind fella. Or at least, we don't know that for definite, but it is a bloke wearing sunglasses. It's a man in sunglasses. It's, it's a man Bob, in sunglasses. It's Bob Dylan, basically, isn't no, it? No, I think you've probably read the article and... and There's no Laurie caption Con underneath. Yeah, Laurie Conway, who has been out of work since 1989, despite having a degree in social psychology. There's a lot of discrimination, quotation, but you've you've cut out anything that mentions him being blind. Yeah. So we've just got to assume that. He could be, I mean, a, de he could be a deaf man in sunglasses, He could be right? a deaf man in the sun. Now... My all-time favourite has to be Arctic survival. It's weird the way you're talking about types of survival, like their like their bands, isn't it? <laughs> Are they my, not? Okay, so now my 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 all-time favourite has to be Arctic survival. Though I do like the idea of survival of the fittest. Yeah, what is and, that? And perhaps I could somehow intertwine the two. Ah. Animal survival is out. Because <laughs> I've not uh, been an I'm animal. Not, because I'm not an animal. I've yeah. never been a dog. Yeah. So I don't know what it's like to survive as a dog. No, it's even better than that. Really? Uh, animal survival is out because I have no intention of writing Watership Down 2. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is about as far as my research goes. Yeah, good one. That's I reckon, research, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I reckon your teacher saw straight through this. This is the most obvious. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it really is painful, isn't it? This, it's not, this, it's not this guy has sat down and written this and cut two pictures out of a newspaper. 
that are vaguely associated with some things he didn't do. I have got to do something on survival. Here are five things I think you can survive. Yeah. I'm going to pick one of them. Here are some photographs. Yeah. Why I'm picking this. <laughs> I guess they just go, yeah, well, at least he did it. There's a yeah, tick. That is how I, you know, that's how, that's what school's about, though. That's how we do in school, isn't it? If you do it, then you get a tick. Yeah, you and you get care. a B, a B or a C. It's not about thinking about things or actually thinking for yourself or learning anything. It's just just getting through and getting that tick. Uh, This is about as far as my research goes, other than to say that I read a Lewis Carroll poem for extra inspiration and to try and find a title. I succeeded and have even put an excerpt which has relevance at the end. Okay, when you say... Now, I'm going to make a guess. I'm going to make a little prediction now that the Lewis Carroll poem is Hunting of the Snark. And when you say read it, (laughs) you mean listened to the musical, which uses stanzas from the poem, right? Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Did I not write that? Well, I mean, it's written by Mike Batt, isn't it? Of course, he did the uh, yeah. did um, the song Bright Eyes for Warship Down, yep. coincidentally, and therefore probably is not at all um, a quote from Lewis Carroll whatsoever, yeah. and it's actually just some lyrics that Mike Batt wrote. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing because I, as I say, I haven't no, I haven't read, I haven't read anything this not. All right, so here we go. Now starts the story. White. Almost pure, in fact, but not quite. (laughs) Pinpricks of black and red can be seen through the mists of white snow. Two figures, both dressed in large duffel coats and padded trousers to... I've got padded trousers on. <laughs> uh, why? Uh, just, uh, just, just in case. Um, two figures, both dressed in, in large duffel coats and padded trousers to shield the wearer from the intense cold. <laughs> Not thermals, but padded trousers. <laughs> they weren't called thermals research. then. Research. They were they called were. padded trousers back in the 60s. That's what know. we called them then. Ohio Grant was an American... What? Okay, yeah, yeah, that's his name. Yeah, because uh, Ohio, from Ohio, probably. Um, <laughs> he was. He was at this moment in time. Not I in... am an American. My <laughs> name is Ohio. <laughs> yeah. He was at this moment in time not in the best of moods. Oh, why not? He hated wind. Oh. <laughs> this, he had decided, was the worst of the elements, and his hate was derived from the fact that back in America, uh, it used to blow. <laughs> oh no, no sorry there's not it looked like a full stop it honestly looked full stop it's from the other side of the page now this is derived from the fact that back in america it used to blow his perfectly styled hair out of position oh right so he's a narcissist i thought he was going to say that uh back in america they didn't have wind he would well, spend does that mean he's a narcissist or just that like you know he's got he likes his hair He's not, but he's not going like he's got annoyed because it used to blow his nose off or anything. That would be, that would yeah. be real. And narcissist. that's what a narcissist would do. Oh, my nose came off. Um, I like my nose. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Where's my fucking nose going? I look like a noseless person now. Okay. Um, blah, 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 out of position. He would spend, at the very least, one hour a morning fashioning his hair into a bloody masterpiece. Oh, really? He is, yeah. a, he is a narcissist, then. Um, yeah. Uh, He's a hair-sissist. Ex- exclamation mark. Right. Yet, as soon as he would leave the house, it would move, change, be destroyed, like knifing the Mona Lisa. Ah, that's because that's a masterpiece, too, right? Yeah, yeah. And knifing it is an... <laughs> 
is like blowing. the obvious thing to do to a painting. I knifed a painting. <laughs> <laughs> what did you you cut it? No, I knifed it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he had wanted. <laughs> it's a weird word, isn't it? Yes. Um, okay. He had wanted to get away from it. So uh, he went to the windiest place he could no, find. No, hang on. He, he wanted to get away from it. I suppose we're still talking about the Mona Lisa. Oh, his right? hair, right? He wanted to get away from his <laughs> hair. Yeah, all right. So he shaved sure. it off. To a place where he need not bother about his appearance any more, and the perfect opportunity had arisen. He was a scientist, an expert in his field, and an Arctic investigation had been arranged, and he had been the first to put his name down. There's a lot of ands and, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Only it had not been the escape he had hoped for. The wind was waiting there to taunt him and tease him, and though he now had no care what his hair did... Yeah... <laughs> <laughs> the wind caused annoyance in other ways. Okay, so what is he's he's a he's a, an ex narcissist. Yeah, probably shaved, he's just, probably shaved it all off. Who now uh, hates he, wind for other reasons, which we're about to. I don't hear. think he was a narcissist. I think the thing was he, he felt he had to do his hair like that because of, of society's expectations of him. And he's like, I'm sick of having to do my hair for an hour every fucking I'm gonna day. Go and hide in the Arctic. Yeah, where no one cares what my hair looks like. <laughs> but he's gone there, and the thing that used to piss him off um, pisses in, him off for other reasons. For other reasons, namely, um, it would freeze him. Blows snow onto his only half-protected face. Mm-hmm. I wonder why he only protects half his face. <laughs> he's only got like half a handkerchief. Or something. <laughs> got half a head. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> and my, my brain is like struggling to understand that. It's going. No, what, what does that mean? <laughs> Okay, um, uh, and sting him. Hang on, the wind. Is sting- <laughs> that's weird, isn't it? It's got yeah. That's uh, that's not wind, Mister. That's not wind, Ohio. That's a that's a wasp. <laughs> oh yeah, they both begin with W, though, don't they? Yeah, yeah. All four, those wasps that used to go and knife in their own Elisa in America. <laughs> okay, it would practically blow him over on occasions, and it would whistle. Ohio hated whistling. Oh, God, he's got a lot of hate, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's full of hate. Perhaps it was because he couldn't whistle himself. <laughs> whistle himself? Yeah. I can whistle myself. No. <laughs> no, nothing's coming out. He wasn't sure, but he could not abide it, especially bad whistling. It's underlined bad, that's why I put such heavy emphasis on. Uh, now, he longed to return to America, where he would either Grow his hair have his hair shaved off or buy a hat. Oh, so he could have just done that. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't realise that was an option before. It's taken a trip to the Arctic to work that out. He was like, why didn't I just buy a hat? <laughs> what did I think going to the Arctic was, was a good idea? Because <laughs> because my hair flopped around. <laughs> Fuck this, I'm going to the Arctic. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking wind. What a, what a... Fuck, goddamn wind. Always blowing my carefully styled hair slightly out of position. <laughs> I'm going to the Arctic. Yeah, good plan, do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Marcus Peabody was the other character. He sounds... Yeah, he's the other yeah, character. He sounds English. He sounds he? very English. Um, he was, however, from Great Britain, England. Yeah. From Great Britain in England, London. <laughs> yeah, Great Britain's in England. Right? Oh, no, you've just put it backwards. From Great Britain, England, London, yeah, Oxford that's, University, that's ex-student. What, that's for the benefit of Ohio, probably. They, they like to do anything backwards, don't do they? Do they? I don't know. I've never been. Uh. You can't write about it then. Stop writing about Ohio when you've never been him. <laughs> okay. Um, he was also 
well versed in the same field as Ohio. I'd like to go to this field. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's so, always a very windy field by the sounds of it. Yeah. I don't think we're going to go there. I'm all right. I haven't got any hair. He's going to blow your nose off. <laughs> so well versed in the same field. <laughs> so, and so they had had something to talk about in the past four months, yeah. three weeks and two days. Marcus had marked it off. Day by day. Sorry, that looked like... <laughs> Your handwriting. Marcus had marked it off dog by dog in his diary. <laughs> but it doesn't. It says day by day in his diary. They were there for thick for, for thick month. The thick month. They were there for six months and had only... And, and had only one month and eight days left. He was rather enjoying himself. He oh. liked polar bears and thought that they were wonderful creatures to study, even if it was difficult to locate them in all the snow. Let's <laughs> 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 start digging over here. Oh, yeah. I've got a rubbish scientist. <laughs> uh, what are you doing? Um, I'm looking for some polar bears. I'm digging, uh, digging for bears. I can't, I can't find any because they're the same colour as the snow. <laughs> More research. Good research there. Yeah, yeah. He was going to regret leaving all the work behind. It would be passed on to the next two scientists, so scientists who would arrive in a month and four days. You get a lot of heavy emphasis on that exact uh, time. It's ticking, ticking time bomb, isn't it? Yeah, that's how. That's how. Oh no, it has. Works. It's gone down from one month and eight days. Now it's yeah. In that paragraph, same paragraph, it's gone. It's gone down. Has it? Yeah, you're showing. You're kind of clumsily showing the passage of time. Uh, the storm that was now blowing did not bother him too much. Every job had its bad parts. He decided the ones on this investigation happened to be weather, temperature, and living arrangements, and and uh, lack of polar bears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, miss that out. Camouflage, camouflage co- uh, co- koala bear, polar bear, There's even less koala bears. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I came to the Arctic looking for <laughs> koala bears, bears, and there aren't any other fuckers here. Well, Apparently, there's polar bears, but I can't fucking <laughs> find them. I got to see them. Yeah, disgust. <laughs> I thought if they were yeah. if they were koala bears, I'd find them a lot easier because they're, they're the wrong colour. <laughs> uh, they were sharing a small wooden shack. It was well insulated, but was rather primitive. Uh, that was where they were heading right now. In fact, Marcus was pretty certain it was coming into view. It was always <laughs> difficult to be totally sure about anything you saw outside. As they trudged on, it soon became clear. That it was the shack. That it was the shack. It was the shack. Wasn't um, it? it was a rather small affair, Wooden. perhaps the size of two caravans stuck together. Right. <laughs> I mean, that, that sounds dumb, but that's actually that's pretty good because you immediately know how big that shack is, right? Yeah, what's that's, the size that's of two effective, caravans stuck together? Effective bit of. It doesn't say what kind of caravans, though, does it? That's true. Big ones or small <laughs> ones? <laughs> All right, it's not as good when you, when you. Caravans were more standard back then, though, weren't they? You, like you, I think you got regular caravans and then massive ones, and it doesn't say massive ones. Yeah. It's there was a chimney placed precariously on I top. You're going to say chimpanzee then for some reason. That was no. like what? No, there was a chimney placed precariously on top. Now this, <laughs> this suggests to me that you don't that. know how chimneys work because <laughs> you don't you don't balance a chimney on top of a roof. <laughs> yeah. It's not just it's not decorative. It, it needs to go down into the you know over the fire or cooking or whatever. You know. No, you're wrong there. It's, you basically you've, you've got, got, a, top, you've got two you? two caravans glued together with a chimney balanced on top of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but no smoke was being produced at the moment as there was no one to keep fire going inside. Side. Thanks for thanks for clarifying. Uh, the shack door was slightly raised, designed to prevent people from being snowed in. What? 
slightly raised because they're in the Arctic and yeah. they might get snowed in, but it's like six inches above the ground, so there's no chance of that happening. <laughs> or maybe it's really high. Maybe it's like 50 feet above yeah, the ground is. and there's a massive ladder. Yeah, it's, placed, it's, it's positioned precariously on top of the shack, I should imagine. On, the top of the, on top of the chimney. Then maybe that's how they get in, like yeah. Santa. There was one insulated window, best kind of window. And one non-insulated yeah. window. <laughs> yeah, which well, was the worst window. <laughs> <laughs> which made the other window pointless. <laughs> Polar bears kept fucking coming in, stick their heads in. <laughs> yeah, Marcus, what the fuck is that? I don't know, I can't see, I'm blind and deaf. <laughs> they reached the shack door. This is fascinating. This is like Tolkien. Thank like describing you. Thank you, yeah. describing the snow and then a page of them walking towards a shack. Do you think this is round about where the first film ends before yeah. we start the next <laughs> yeah. two? Yeah, they reached the shack door and Ohio opened it, leaping into the interior to escape the cold. Uh, Marcus followed him, uh, slamming shut the door. Which how did he? Seemed... How did he? How did he uh, uh, enter? Doesn't say. Followed. Skip like a big yeah. antsy British. He hopped, uh, which seemed to want to do something else. Marcus followed him, <laughs> slamming shut the door, which seemed to want to do something else. He wanted to stay open because of the wind. Let's play chess, said the door. No, said Marcus. I want you to be. <laughs> I want you to close, not play chess. But I don't want to close. I want to play chess. No, none of that happened. Marcus quickly changed from his outdoor clothes into his indoor ones, <laughs> which consisted of several pairs of socks, more padded trousers, vest, T-shirt, shirt, and a thick knitted woolen pullover. Now, this is the second film, like, describing clothes. Yeah. In too much detail. He took off one set of clothes and put on another set of clothes. As the pullover came over his head, mm. he noticed Ohio had already got a fire going. Well done. He, too, began to get changed. Nice. This is sexy. Removing... Two, men, two men together. They've lit yeah. a fire. They're getting undressed. Removing his face. <laughs> no, sorry. Removing his face goggles. <laughs> Face goggles. What other kind of goggles? Yeah, then he removed his arm goggles and then he took off his foot goggles. Most people call them shoes and gloves. But he called them, I must put, take off my bum goggles. Mm. Um, okay, so face goggles and... <laughs> wiping away. Wiping away a layer of snow from his face. From his... <laughs> a layer of snow on his face. Yeah, yeah. He's got a layer of snow on his face. Yeah. Apparently he's just been out, like, lying on his back outside and letting the snow... It's been blowing, it's been blowing. Oh, hang on. He uh, removed his face goggles and wiped away uh, a layer of snow from his face from his to reveal face. a handsome man. <laughs> He's got a tattoo of a handsome man <laughs> yeah, on his under face. his snow. On his face. I keep I keep this tattoo under my snow. Uh, Marcus was considerably older, perhaps at the age too of fifty. Old. Okay, right. Yeah, too old. His face was heavily wrinkled, and he had a great deal of laughter lines. Nevertheless, he still had a youthful air about him, and was in no way unfit. <laughs> he's hot then. He's sexy, right? Yeah, he's all right. Well, he's, no, he's basically he's saying he's all right. Sexy fifty-year-old. He's all right for fifty. He's not pretty, but he's not like he's not hideous to look at. Anyway, um, I think you're going to find in the next um, sentence that uh, he's not as attractive he as you thought. Cock, yeah. No, uh, he wore glasses. Oh, what an idiot. Yeah. Oh, no, what a fool. He wore glasses for reading. For reasons, I thought you were He wore glasses for reasons. Yeah, for eye reasons. Yeah. Um, for reading. How, how can you describe this character? How do you know what it's like to wear glasses? You've never done that. I've worn yours. Yeah, that's why. But you've never, you've never been, never that's borrowed why, That's why the next blind. sentence he walks into a wall. <laughs> and um, he wore glasses for reading and wore a moustache when it suited him. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I didn't I didn't change that line. That is exactly what it That's says. That's a great line. That's a good it comedy is. line. That is a good line. On this occasion, he had let it grow. It was black with grey bits here and there. <laughs> and matched his hair. I mean, moustaches usually do, don't they? Because they're made of hair. And I know occasionally people have different colour facial, facial hair. facial hair. But it's not often. You don't need to point out that it... His moustache matched his hair yeah, because it was his hair. This proof he's got hair. I okay. think that's what it is. Because if it didn't match his hair, that would mean he was bald. Okay. Ohio was now garbed in practically the same attire as his friend. You got the thesaurus out for this, didn't you? No, no, I use that. Garbed in garbed. attire. Garbed in the same attire. <clears throat> um, so what's happened is that he's kind of like got in Marcus's clothes with him. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't wasn't he? the same pullover mm. um, as, his, as his friend. His hair was brown, very he, dark and rich. He had ears. His hair was rich. <laughs> yeah. His hair was brown, very dark and rich. It was rich, wasn't it? Because he'd his, spent a yeah. lot of time on it. His hair bought a house <laughs> in London <laughs> for a million quid. And it curled up at the sides. It was quite messy. With bits overlapping each other. <laughs> You're describing hair. Of course bits overlap each other. That's how hair works. No, I must have... I only want seven hairs on my head and make sure they don't overlap each other. Listen, I don't know that... So I might be describing this for people that haven't had hair, because as we all know, if you don't have hair, you don't know how hair works. I can look at your I, hair and I can see I've bits... Ne- I've, I, I may have them... never been blind. Oh. I may have never been deaf, but I have had hair, and mm. therefore I know that bits of bits hair overlap. overlap each other, yeah. This but now, really... there was no one other than Marcus to witness this. He was not bothered. All right, so what he's saying is that's why the wind upset him so much, because he couldn't bear for any of his hairs to overlap another of his hairs. Yeah. And every time the wind blows, no, overlapping is occurring. He didn't like, <laughs> he didn't like it when it overlapped. OK. Anyway, um, so a hire is about to speak uh, with a wonderfully American turn of phrase. That was a bloody waste of time. <laughs> He offered as a starting point for their conversation. Hmm. Uh, would like a cup of coffee. Marcus spoke the English of a Shakespearean actor. That was a... <laughs> yeah, that famous Shakespeare line. Yes. Would, would, like would, a like... Cu- <laughs> would like a cup of coffee. Um, Exits pursued by Bear. Yeah. Hmm. Um, he said, hmm, would like a cup of coffee. Uh, Marcus spoke the English of a Shakespearean actor. He didn't. I'm going to do him. He didn't. He, mi- he missed a fucking word out as well. I mean, yeah. not only was that not Shakespearean, it was barely English. <laughs> Though Ohio's accent was not actually very strong, as he had decided to try and eradicate it. Sure, I won't pass on that offer. Uh, Marcus set about making the coffee. For, when is something going to happen in this story? He's making the coffee. That's yeah, I mean something that's not just them walking, getting changed, and having a cup of coffee. I'm on page four. <laughs> page four, and so far they've had a walk. Yeah, got changed. Yeah. And now they're making coffee. Yeah, but we've learned so much. One of them's American, the other's British. That's all I know. No, you know so much. Set about with character stuff. Like we've got a narcissist. We've got an old person. He's, no, he's not a narcissist. He just no, he's, a, he's obsessive compulsive. He hates it when his hair overlaps. Yeah, and the wind causes that. <laughs> Marcus set about making the coffee. He set the kettle to boil. Oh, it's kind of impossible for your hair to not overlap unless you're like Hellraiser or something. Yeah, each hair individually just sticking up, sticking up, wrapped around a pin. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, he set the kettle to boil. There was was not much room to move in. The shack was filled with a strange array of scientific equipment. Mm. Two beds also took up a large amount of room. Um, a few cupboards and a working surface held the equipment for cooking, etc. And a small table for two with three stools was placed near the door. Wait, what, also, three stools? Yeah, table for two with three stools. Okay. Um, 
Best new door. Also, there was the fire, the fireplace, which was now a roaring blaze. Uh, any other things? The fireplace, fireplace in the shack. Um, a wooden the shack. Fi- yeah, the fire, the fireplace was the shack. <laughs> they sat outside the shack <laughs> and warmed their hands against it. Uh, any other things, including food stocks, was kept under the beds. Was it? Yeah. Any other things was kept under the beds. <laughs> uh, the kettle whistled. Uh, oh, I hate whistling. Yeah, Ohio gritted his teeth. Yeah, okay. Marcus put some. Do you think that, like, because good. they're in a in a snowy country, that like, um, that when when he gritted his teeth, do you think it's like when they grit things here in England? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that cars could drive on them. Yeah, yeah. So and that way he didn't slip over when he walked on his teeth. Yeah. Um, Marcus put some coffee powder <laughs> in a mug. He poured hot water on the coffee powder. <laughs> He stirred it with a spoon. That. He applied he put, milk. Put some coffee powder and... Is that... Oh, whitener. Put oh, some really? coffee powder and whitener into two cups and poured the boiling water onto each. Two spoons? Asked Marcus. Uh, yes, er, please, said Ohio in reply. Yeah, because he likes to stir with two spoons as opposed to one, because <laughs> he's weird American. Yeah. Um, Marcus added sugar to the cups, handed one to Ohio and kept the other. <laughs> Marcus they, made the coffee. Yeah. <laughs> that's taken a whole page yeah, but I mean, to make the coffee. That's good, that's good. That means I'm, I'm definitely yeah, going to hit my word count. Absolutely. They both sat at the table. Mm-hmm. On, Which stools are they used? Do they use stool one, say. two or three? I hate this place. Come on, it's not that bad. You must have known it was going to be like this. Like this, but not as bad. Not as evil. Ooh. Evil? In what way? Inquired an amused Marcus. This whole place reeks of the stuff. Evil. The wind for one. Snow another. The elements. Not the elements again. They had had this conversation quite a few times in the past, but it had been cropping up a lot more recently. You can't live here. It's like hell. Yeah, because hell's really cold, (laughs) covered in snow. Have you been to hell? No, but many people believe that hell is personal, that it's everything you really hate. Ah, I see. Do you truly hate it here totally? Oh, difficult to say. Do you truly hate it here totally? Yes. Game of cards, suggested Marcus, who had decided that he'd had enough of Ohio's mm. elemental obsession for one day. What? No, I think I'll have an early night. Really? Marcus noted that it was only 3pm. Suit yourself. Good night. Night? <laughs> Marcus stayed up late playing clock patience. <laughs> <laughs> Good for him. And losing. I don't know who's going like, to like describe that next. He put down a two. <laughs> then he put down a four of hearts. This wasn't helpful. I got momentarily confused by the idea of him losing a game that only he was playing. Then, but then I remembered how it works, and yeah, that, that's fine. If you it? don't cheat, it is yeah. possible. Ohio seemed to be slightly odd. Mm. Perhaps it was just homesickness, but it seemed more than that. Marcus felt that Ohio was verging on insanity. Mm. With all his talk of wind and snow, that, or Ohio, was some eccentric fool who didn't let anybody know this information until he'd been with them for a third of a year. Either way, Marcus decided it was none of his business, uh, so he would put all such thoughts out of his mind and go to bed. Perhaps a week later... So, hang on... (laughs) That scene with them walking back to the shack yeah. and having yeah. a coffee and then going to bed. Yeah. That's just a prelude. It's 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 a description of is it of um Ohio's uh, descent into madness. Okay. Perhaps a week later Ohio had said nothing of the elements recently. Hearts of coldness. Though he was still acting rather strangely, Marcus had noted. The wind had not been very strong recently, and this 
Marcus had decided, was why Ohio was more at ease. As he sat at the shack's small table, he thought these... He thought these thoughts and others... <laughs> yeah. As he sat at the shack's small table, he thought these thoughts and others... The other thoughts he thought were A. <laughs> yeah. The next, no, here they go. The next month's supply of food would be arriving soon. It was dropped by helicopter and would parachute down to land by the shack. Helicopter could land, couldn't it? I mean, it doesn't have to drop food on them. <laughs> it does for this story. Yeah, okay. He always, in some ways, hated the arrival of new food. Yeah, I hate that. For not only did it mean another month had passed, but the helicopter pilot was getting worse and worse, and he swore that one day the large package would hit the shack and probably bring the roof down. Ohio was presently outside taking a few water samples from the small hole that they had made in the ice, not far from the shack, for the shack was situated near the sea, and there were many underground pools in the area they were staying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the Arctic. I mean, the Arctic, is all, you know, it's all sea. <laughs> I suppose some of it's quite thick, though. Yeah, thick, so yeah. They're in the thin bit. It was supposedly Marcus's day off today, but the two of them paid little attention to the work roster. They liked to get the hard parts done when the weather yeah, was I in like a... to get my hard parts <laughs> done. Yeah, when the weather was in a good mood. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Sun. <laughs> I'll get my hard part out. <laughs> Can you do it for me? Make it nice are you and red. A, are you in a good mood? It's a bit white at the moment. You make it nice and brown. <laughs> That's right. Make my sausage sizzle. Cook my sausage. He's cacking it. He's cacking me sausage. Okay, so that hard part's done when the weather was in a good mood. <laughs> and he had already observed several polar bears today <laughs> and made notes. <laughs> I saw a polar bear. I saw another polar bear. Yeah. Now he they was... are big and white. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> now, that's why I couldn't find them before. Yeah. I was looking for pink stuff. Yeah. Um, now he was having the last of the coffee. Ohio entered. He carried a case with glass vials mm. and beakers inside. Mm. Uh, he placed this with some similar cases and lay down on his bed. He said nothing to Marcus, but fell asleep. Seemed he'd have to drag the large package in himself. Well, drag it to the shack. Then he'd have to remove the smaller packages from within, as the large case was too big to fit through the door. After all, it did contain food for two for a whole month, plus a lot of... Packing insulation and coal for the fire. An hour later, <laughs> the helicopter had not arrived. I want to know arrived. what happened in the hour, please. <clears throat> yeah, he sat there and played clock fucking <laughs> patience. Uh, an hour later, the helicopter had not arrived. Typical, thought Marcus. He was dying for another cup of coffee and the helicopter was late. He stood up and walked over to the shack's... Coffee dispenser. Oh, um, he stood up and walked over to the shack's one small window. He saw nothing out of it and opened the door instead. He looked out into the mostly white Arctic, except for those purple bits over there. <laughs> but did bears. not see <laughs> those red polar bears. <laughs> but did not see any helicopters. Ohio, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I just went outside and counted the helicopters as we always do, and it was zero helicopters again. Uh. Shut up, <laughs> you fucking asshole. Okay, um, do you not see any helicopters? You can't see alone many things, can he? You can't see polar He's bears. blind. And he dead. is blind. <laughs> Shit, I lied. That's the twist. That is the twist. I did do it about a blind person. <laughs> That's my research. Yeah. He slammed the door shut and looked over to Ohio, hoping that he had woken him so that he could have a chat. He hadn't. He wandered over he to his own bed and lay down. He fetched a book from under the pillow and began to read. 
The helicopter whirred along at a speedy pace. It held two men and three large packing cases with a parachute attached to each. They had three drop-offs and they never landed to say hello, especially when they were as late as they were today. Late? (laughs) What else do they have to do? I mean, after they've dropped off food packages to these people in the Arctic, what pressing engagement does this helicopter have? That they're, they're, late late, they're late. They're late based on the, the state of the weather because they know it's going to whip up a storm. Later okay, on. okay, probably. I'll accept that. Yeah, good. Neat, <laughs> neat," said the pilot. What? Um, we're, we're in the helicopter. You now. said neat, neat, neat," <laughs> said the pilot. Bonza," said the pilot. <laughs> okay," the second man replied, as he went to the back of the copter opened the large doors and shoved out the case he watched it drop and its parachute open out he closed the doors and returned to the front done he said right oh wow i don't know where this pilot's from but his first line was neat and his second one is right oh what does neat mean neat is like good isn't it in america for americans in the 50s um like oh that's neat hey you guys that's really neat are you sure um, that are you sure that's what he says yeah. are you sure he says neat? Oh, it, it could might, be another word it could be next uh on to the next one uh, Marcus heard a muffled bang. He stirred slightly, but passed it off as the wind on the door. He had fallen asleep and now wished to stay that way. Outside the shack, the packing case had landed directly outside the door, covered by its parachute. Snow was falling and beginning to cover it. Mm. Ohio awoke. He checked the time. It was six o'clock. He noted the food had not been brought in and that Marcus was asleep with a book on his head. He walked over to the door and tried to open it. Damn lousy British, not figuring out what a hat is yet. (laughs) He he walked over the door, tried to open it. It wouldn't move. It was stuck. This had happened before, and Ohio knew what to do. He started ramming the door. (laughs) Uh, Okay, this this awoke Marcus. What are you doing? He asked drearily. I'm ramming the door. (laughs) Door stuck, trying to get out it open. He rammed the door again. Mm. Damn, won't budge. Let's both try, suggested Marcus. Mm. Okay. They both rammed the door. (laughs) Until their shoulders were raw. Because they were cooked before, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Cooked shoulders. When you ram a door, you uncook your shoulders. (laughs) That's weird, isn't it? Shoulder. I I suggest that what you do in this situation, and probably is true of of, of any situation like this, that that you have doors that open inwards rather than outwards. good plan. You'd have thought somebody would have had the bloody sense to build a door which opened inwards. Hey! Uh, Yes, it is annoying, isn't it? A little bit of comedy in a story about two blokes dying in the Arctic. Yeah, lovely. Surviving. Sorry, surviving, yes. Annoying? We are going to starve to death, he said. Turning each into syllable, each syllable slowly in a patronising <laughs> oh, manner. Oh, Mr. Rimmer, sir, we're Sorry. going to starve to death. Annoying, annoying, each syllable slowly in a patronising manner. Annoying, <laughs> we are going, going, we are going to starve to death, Mr. Rimmer, sir. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lois. Um, <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, we'll get the door open, remarked Marcus, mm. unhelpfully. We'll get it open if it's the last thing we do. He remarked. That's that's what I'm bloody afraid of. (laughs) That it will be the last thing we do. Calm down. Now, I suggest we break open the window to see what it is that's blocking the door. Yeah, good plan. Good plan, because, like, when you're in the Arctic, what you need is a big hole in your wall that you can't fix. Uh, The shack's made of wood, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, um, okay, I'll do that, stuttered Ohio. And he walked over to the window. Hold on, the doors are on a different wall to the window. We'll never be able to look round the corner. 
What? Couldn't you <laughs> cl climb out of the window? He shuddered as it was very cold now that the fire had died. Um, right, the keyhole. Won't be able to tell much from that. <laughs> um, I'll get the fire going. Why the fuck have they got a fucking... It's an actual shed, isn't it? I mean, with a keyhole in it. Like, you can <laughs> yeah. look through the keyhole. Yeah, yeah to in, key insulate your fucking Arctic... To keep burglars out. <laughs> to keep all those Arctic burglars out in there. Lock the door. Why? We're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Um, all right, so no coal. What? The package is... I don't know which character's who. The package is outside, right? And the coal's in the package. <laughs> Shit. Oh, God. Please, please. I do not want to die. It's the elements. They've done it. Snow and wind. They've <laughs> caused a blockage. They know I hate them. They've been listening. Marcus thumped. Marcus thumped and he stopped. He thumped. He just thumped. He doesn't say what he thumped. I mean, Marcus you can't just thump. Yeah, you can't just thump, can you? Because, like, thump doesn't work without an object. I can. Uh, I can just thump. What are you doing? I, I'm, I just, what are you doing? He thumped. So Marcus thumped and he stopped. He sank to the floor and So he didn't just thump, then he thumped and stopped. No, it's Marcus thumped and Ohio stopped. Oh. He sank to the floor and whimpered. <laughs> Marcus. <laughs> Marcus inspected the keyhole. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're missing a euphemism here. It's a bit dirty. <laughs> uh, damn, nothing. He thought about the problem. Light the walls. Put a torch to the walls. Ohio screamed suddenly. Bloody hell, thought Marcus. He really had gone off his rocker now. Mm. No fire, no coal. But, but what about the axe? The axe in case of emergencies. Oh. Marcus began searching and Ohio began to giggle. Searching? Well, surely an emergency axe. It's a big maybe. red box yeah. on the wall. Yeah, you think so? No, they, they hide it. They, they like to play hide the axe on Sunday afternoons. Yeah, it's such a big, um, big roomy shack. You're never yeah. going to find it. It's probably underneath all those polar bears. Yeah, and all that scientific equipment that was yeah. never quite specified what it does. It's a strange array, isn't it? Yeah. So It counts go. polar bears, I think. <laughs> this is my polar bear counting machine. Yeah. Twelve. <laughs> Good. <laughs> After 15 minutes, Marcus gave up. <laughs> he could not find the axe. <laughs> wow, that 15 minutes <laughs> of axe searching. Of yeah. axe searching in a tiny shack. And then he just goes, oh, well, I'll just have to die then. It must be outside. I guess so. Stupid place to keep your emergency axe, really, isn't it? I left it in that polar bear. <laughs> what was I thinking? Uh, after 50, yeah, so um, Ohio sat in a hump on the floor, giggling to himself. What is so bloody funny? demanded Marcus, now very angry with the gibbering imbecile, as he might put it. <laughs> it's outside. What is? What's outside? The axe! He screamed with laughter and then stopped abruptly. We're going to die, aren't we? No, decided Marcus. I'm not going to die. You are, you know, said Ohio from his little huddle. He looked up. What do you think we'll die of? Do you think the cold will get us first or the lack of food? Shut up, snapped Marcus. I think it'll be the cold. Yeah. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Marcus kept on. No, sorry, Marcus leapt on Ohio and they grappled. Oh, it's getting sexy yeah, now. Yeah, come on. However, they were both very weak and oh. gave up. <laughs> Marcus went over to his bed and lay down, trying to think his way out of this situation. Yeah, that worked. Ohio, <laughs> concentrate. <laughs> through the wall, concentrate through the wall. I'm outside, yay! <laughs> <laughs> You're not, you know. Damn you, you pulled me back in with your lack of belief. And <laughs> Ohio rocked on the floor, humming the German national anthem. What? 
Because oh, he's mad, isn't he? He's weird. doing <laughs> random stuff. <laughs> but why the German national anthem? Three dogs passed. <laughs> what? Days. The way you three, write days. Three dogs the way you write days looks <laughs> like <laughs> dogs. Roll, 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 roll. Can you help us? Roll. Uh, three days passed. Three days passed. Just boom, gone. Several attempts at breaking down the wall and door had failed. Huh. Marcus was at a loss. Uh, you know, this was the first time Ohio spoken in three days. Uh. What? asked Marcus. But Ohio said nothing more. Uh. You know what? He demanded the insane man. Of the insane man. Yeah. You know what we have to do? Just last a month and the next two scientists will rescue us. Ha ha. Oh no, sorry, hang on. <laughs> this is confu- Okay, so no, this is confusing because that is the same person. Ha ha, spat Marcus sarcastically. We're going to die. I'm not going to die. I refuse to die. That's not how dying works. <laughs> uh, you don't have to agree. Um, no, you are, you know. Ohio stood up. This took a lot of effort, as he had not moved in three days from his position on the floor. What? Flip funny. a coin, he said. Why? To decide. Decide what? At least one of us can survive. We've got no food. We won't both make it. But if one of us had something to eat... Hey. What do you mean? Flip a coin. Either I eat you or you eat me. Oh, yes. Now it's getting <laughs> nice. Hello. Uh, what? Never. You are bloody sick. Eat me. Eat me. <laughs> Don't forget the coin. <laughs> yes. Mr. F- they ignored. They ignored Mr. F- <laughs> in the corner, begging them to eat him. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm very tasty. Especially my sausage pot. <laughs> you know I'm right, though, don't you? Deep down inside you, you know it has to be done. Why I both die when one of us could survive. You just fear death. I used to, but I've changed. I realise how much I hate life. The elements. One of us must die to support the other. You know it's true. Now that suggests they don't need to flip a coin. Uh, He's saying, you want to live and I want to die, so let's flip a coin to decide who lives and uh, dies. Um, yes, yes, it's true, screamed Marcus. You're right. He mumbled, let's do it. Wow. Ohio fetched a coin from his personal belongings. Yeah, good one. Heads or tails, he asked in an unconcerned manner. You choose. Okay, if you insist, I shall have erm, meeny, miny. Doesn't say that. No, it, it does. Like, I love it. It says erm, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Bloody hell, you really don't care, do you? No. Go on, then choose. <laughs> this doesn't suggest any less caring than picking no, heads no. or tails, does but, it? But the next two lines are brilliant. Go on, then choose. Heads. Then I shall have tails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is how it works. Ohio flipped the coin and caught it professionally. I suppose, strictly speaking, <laughs> it being money. that You do catch uh, any money you pick it up professionally, don't you? Mm, you know, you can collect because you're being paid for it. Yeah, all right. Yeah, caught it professionally with his other hand and then placed the coin on his right wrist with the other hand still covering it. <laughs> still time to change, suggested Ohio, as he peeked at the coin. No, I should if I were you. He grinned evilly. Yeah. Marcus was frightened. His life was at stake here. What did this lunatic really want? His mind changed with the wind. The wind! How bloody unfunny that unintentional joke seemed to him. Yeah, it is. No, he said. He'd decided. If Ohio really wanted to die, he would have just let him do it. Or have done it himself. Be sure. I am. Be very sure. I am. Are you sure? <laughs> just tell me what it, Just tell me what it is. Sure you're sure? Uh, Show me, you demented ape. Okay, no need to get stroppy, but only, only if you're sure. Look here, I'm totally sure. I have never been so sure in my life. 
So will you just tell me and show me what it is? I think this, this conversation probably has to go on for a couple more pages before we find out. Is it going to end? Oh, no, here we go. No, it's loads to go. What? Oh, no, there's not oh. two, more, two more pages. Oof. Tails, you win. Marcus smiled triumphantly. He had been right about this American worm. He wanted to die no more than Marcus did. So Tails wins. Don't mind dying, eh? Please, please don't kill me. I don't want to die. I'm... I'm too young. My hair is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't overlap. <laughs> I've so much to offer the world. Please don't kill me. He screamed a hysterical scream, and Marcus couldn't do it. Yeah. Ohio was a pitiful being. He was mad, totally insane, and he could not bring himself to do it. He couldn't kill someone. He was sure they could still get out of it. And then he had an idea. Shh. He walked over to the chimney and made a mental measurement. We can both get away. Quick, get your outdoor clothes on. We're going up the chimney. Yeah, I reckon a, a shack the size of um, of two caravans would have a chimney the size of an average American person. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, that would be like half the size of the caravan, I reckon. I also think that like, if it did have a massive, massive chimney that you can climb out of, that would have taken me less than three days to think of yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Hold on a second, there's a big great, there's a big gaping hole in the ceiling. <laughs> Hang on a minute, there's a second door, and it's been open all the time, that's why we're so cold. All right, so they both put on their coats and goggles, it doesn't say face, face goggles, goggles this time, regular goggles and boots. Marcus uh, walked over. Yeah. feet, shoes, trouser <laughs> legs, leg trousers. Trouser legs, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't... But why aren't you putting your trousers on? Because I haven't put my trouser legs on yet. <laughs> um, OK, so they both yeah, put on the goggles. Marcus walked over to the chimney. Now, I reckon if we can get up and out, we can get the food, get back in through the door, get a fire and get some food, and then we'll be all right in no time. Mm. He looked up at the chimney. Do you want to go first or shall... His voice trailed off. And he slumped to the floor. Oh. Ohio stood behind him with a stool in his hand. Yeah. Is that the spare stool that no one ever sits on? Yeah, the third stool. That's the three stool. Yeah. <laughs> the Foresh- foreshadowing. Yeah. The third one's a hitting stool. <laughs> Why do we have this hitting stool here? I don't know. Yeah, let's find out later on page 12. <laughs> Survival of the fittest, old boy, he said, mimicking proper Oxford English. Oh. It was well, you. It didn't sound very good. No, what an idiot he is. He was rubbish at that, wasn't he? <laughs> it was you or me. He giggled and hit Marcus a few more times. Gee. A week later, the only remains of Marcus were his clothing and a few drops of blood on the floor and stool leg. Oh, blood. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a part of Marcus. Marcus his stool leg, which he hadn't mentioned before, but he didn't have regular legs. <laughs> he had two stool legs. But he called his penis. <laughs> <laughs> Ohio doesn't want to eat that bit. <laughs> yeah, he left it. Pile of blood. A pile of blood with yeah. his penis in it. So there's what? There's nothing left apart from some clothes and blood. Did he eat his bones? I guess so. Mmm, yummy skeleton. They were about to escape. He's going to eat his it? skull. Yeah. Um, Ohio sat on the floor, cross-legged, rocking forwards and backwards. He giggled. What was that Marcus had been saying about the chimney? He wondered. Oh, he wasn't listening. He stood and walked over to it. He looked up and giggled. He could get out. He immediately began to climb. It was a bit of a squeeze near the top, but if Santa could do it, so could he. 
And he was out. <laughs> so you, you spend three pages describing, like, making some coffee, but the actual, like, the actual plot, the escape from this, the climax, we just like, oh, and he got out. No problem. Everything's fine. Uh, it's an ironic climax. Yeah, so okay. It's irony that, like, you know, they can just get out of the chimney. He jumped off the room into the snow. He was mad. Insane. I think you might have mentioned that, actually. Mm. I think we know that. He had been slightly bonkers before, mm. but human flesh, that makes you really insane. So, again... I've had you, experience of that, yeah. Yeah, yeah because you can't, you can't write things you haven't experienced. I've so. eaten a lot of people. <clears throat> OK. Uh, he danced around gaily. <laughs> I, know, I know a girl called Gaily. <laughs> <laughs> She's obviously there as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. He danced around gaily. He danced around Gay Lee and uh, Lee said, that's actually quite offensive. (laughs) I don't see why my sexuality has to prefix my name all the time. Can you just call me regular Lee? He danced around Gay Lee. He laughed and sang. He went over to the hole in the ice. Did some chicken impersonation. He went over to the hole in the ice. He could go for a swim, he decided. He removed his clothes and dived in. It was freezing. He swam about. Now, where was that hole? He's gone under the ice. He was having difficulty breathing. Again, like all that, like pages and pages of description of the shack and the empty fucking the Arctic. Im- the impregnable shack. Yeah. <laughs> With his massive the, gaping chimney on. The off. prison that they've built. But he's just going to die in four lines. Uh, He was having difficulty breathing. He gasped for air and his lungs filled with water. He swam about desperately in the eerie underwater cave. He could resist no longer as he lost consciousness and died. He would have been interested to note that the lack of air got him before the cold did. One and about a half weeks later. That's good phrasing. (laughs) One and about a half weeks later, (laughs) the two new scientists arrived ready to meet their fellow scientist friends and be briefed about the daily routine. But they found not a button or feather or mark by which they could perhaps locate the two who went before them. All they found was a penis <laughs> and some blood. With a bite mark on it. Yeah. yeah. No, they had just vanished. No one could find them. Even when they called in a giant search party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we brought these giants to look around to see if they can find uh, the American and the British Yeah, one. and they brought in a giant search party and they were looking for a giant, but they couldn't find yeah. any giants, but they hadn't lost any giants, so it was just <laughs> so a this waste was unsurprising. of We should have sent in a regular person's search party. <laughs> uh, people named... People... Named... Named the place the Arctic Triangle, and people were very wary of going anywhere near the place. They said it reeked of evil. And we end with a poem. One day, the brave adventurer will be no more, for you'll just vanish away like midnight smoke, so that no signs or m- memories remain. You'll just vanish <laughs> away like midnight smoke and never be seen again. There's not an epilogue, then. Huh? There's no epilogue, then. Uh, there's an evaluation. The second expressive arts module came to an end. Had I improved on last time? No. <laughs> Or else about the fact that I don't, that I'm crap and don't try very hard. To begin with, we got into the same group of four as module one. Group of four in expressive arts. I wonder who that was. You're gonna be, you're gonna bitch about us. You think that'd be <laughs> no. exciting? That'd be fun. Rufus was the worst one. He is an idiot <laughs> and does all the rubbish work. Everything good we've ever done was by me. 
Um, okay, had I improved on last time? No. no. To begin with, we got into the same group of four as Module 1, but then we were told what we were doing. Something, anything related to survival in groups of two, mm. or on our own. We split the four into a two. Oh, there's my name. Um, <laughs> we split the four into a two. I went with Alf Grime. For the first few lesson, we couldn't initially decide on what to do. I wanted to do one thing, and Alf wanted to do another. Right. So we decided to work in ones, but help each other out. So I supplied Alf with some newspaper clippings for his work, and he made suggestion uh, suggestions as to what I should include in my story that I intended to write. Uh, however, the finished piece was... He didn't have newspapers where he came from. Yeah. However, the finished piece was mainly my idea. <laughs> I don't think that's anything to be proud of. <laughs> Alf had helped me by providing factual information about the Arctic... And Rufus helped suggest an ending. So it's your fault. An end. Well, what? Uh, what do you think? I suggested the chimney or the eating each other. It maybe all... it's that. Maybe. I mean, maybe. How maybe could I, you? How could you I not think right. of this yourself? Maybe I was writing a story about two blokes th- in a shack coffee. where nothing happened. I went like yeah. something's got to happen. Yeah. Have them eat each other. <laughs> maybe I suggested the swimming under the ice rubbish. Yeah. That weird bit at the end where he just goes, I'll go for a swim and die. Uh, And so I weaved that into the story and produced the story in question. Mm. From the very start, I had wanted the work I did to be connected with the Arctic in some way, and a scientific investigation proved to be the best bet. I also had this idea about someone eating someone else fixed into my head, and so I had created the basic storyline, so that wasn't my idea. It must have been the swimming. Good, well done. Um, Or climbing out of a chimney. Yeah, maybe. Thanks for that. That's all right, anytime. Thanks for, for like, you know, making an actual literal plot hole in my story by by providing a massive hole in my ceiling. Hey, we don't know. The hole that I provided might have been the hole in the ice. We know I provided a hole, but we don't know which one. one. Uh, Unfortunately, basic was what it stayed for a long time. And I wish that so much time had not been wasted. Bombing. (laughs) At the beginning, and that this module was a little longer. I would have liked more time to write a whole script instead of just a sample. Mm. And I would have liked to have spent more time developing the story. Mm. Yeah, instead of just writing about coffee. I am quite pleased with what I have produced, Mm. but I am not very good at researching. Though I did spend time finding a suitable title and ending. Excerpt. All right, I was going to say, because I, I did the ending. <laughs> That's um, research. I did spend some time asking Rufus what the ending should be. Um, I wonder if I get research, but I did spend a lot of time coming up with a title yeah. that I stole from somewhere else. Yeah, I did spend a lot of time listening to a musical, which I then nicked bits from. <laughs> also, I had to be sure about polar bears in the Arctic and water under the ice. Had to be sure about polar. I suppose you mean if they are in the Arctic, like you had to check. <laughs> yeah. So you asked someone, "Are there polar bears in the Arctic?" <laughs> yeah. Research. Is there water? That's under- the research that Alf Crime provided. Yeah. I said to him, uh, "Are there, there polar bears?" And he said, "Yeah." yeah. I am not sure whether I have been more successful working in a group or on my own, but I certainly enjoyed the first module more. Good. Well, I would say, I mean, what I failed to realise or mention in my evaluation about what it is I've done here is that I singularly failed to write a story about survival. Yeah, because everyone died. dies. Yeah. I had one thing I had to do. <laughs> one word. Yeah. And you didn't do it. But maybe the survival isn't their survival. Whose is it? Well, I don't know, some penguins some or something. Polar bears. Some play the polar bear. Yeah, the ones that Marcus couldn't find. Exactly. Yeah. Therefore, he couldn't kill them and they survived. Yeah, so that's what that's what they were there to do. That's what the, the, the array 
of scientific equipment no. was guns. Well, you actually said you chose Arctic survival, yeah. not human survival. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Arctic did not die in that story. Yeah. Now, you said at the beginning, right, oh, yeah. that it was called uh, Midnight Smoke or Dismemberment. What tragedy of, in three parts. What yeah. have either of those titles got to do with what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Dismemberment, what, yeah. in what way? Well, because, because obviously he, uh, Ohio dismembers Marcus Peabody. Right, and he eats him like, on one arm at a time yeah. kind of thing. And yeah, then he's yeah. just lying there. And then on Tuesday, he's like, I'll have a leg. Mm. <laughs> and then next day, he has a head for dinner. If what about... It says it's tragedy in three parts. I think it's supposed to be a joke. Uh, what about um, Midnight Smoke? Why is it called Midnight Smoke? Because uh, you might vanish away like Midnight Smoke, just like in that famous poem yeah. by Lewis Carroll. And who vanished away? One of them vanished away into the other one's stomach. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is from the POV of that massive giant that turned up at the uh, end. Okay. And I was like, right. I can't find them. <laughs> they vanished like Midnight Smoke. Yeah. Also, you remember in your research, right? Yeah, my art, of course. Your amazing research where you included pictures of uh, all the things that you didn't do, mm. right? But no pictures or any research of the thing that you did. Yeah. That was, that was weird, right? You're like, here's a, here's a picture of some starving people in other countries. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Here's a picture of some of a blind bloke. Yeah. Uh, I'm not doing that. I think I'll do Arctic survival. Here's my no research that I've done. <laughs> you really didn't understand what research meant, did you? It's not the ideas I didn't hey, do. <laughs> I, I understood perfectly what research meant, um, but I just didn't do any research. What I did was, like, the day before, I'm guessing, um, go, yeah. like, shit, I haven't done any research. What pictures can I get out of the paper? What's in the paper? There's... Weren't any photographs of a polar bear? Yeah. <laughs> was a photograph of a blind person. Yeah, so you said these are the ideas I yeah. didn't choose because they're not my favourite type of survival. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, another thing you said at the beginning was that you you did not want mm. to do animal survival <laughs> yeah. because you're not about to write Watership Down Two. Well, I proved that, didn't I? Uh, I didn't write Watership Down yeah, Two. No, a single rabbit. That would have been brilliant if I had. Well, I was wondering what would Watership Down Two be about. If you were going to write Watership Down 2, what would happen? Two rabbits in the Arctic can't get out of a shed. <laughs> <laughs> One of them eats the other. Uh, the end. Yeah. All right, so, so a, a quick synopsis of the story then. Yeah. As far as I can tell what, what it was about. So it starts out, you've got two men wearing padded trousers and face goggles, <laughs> right? Walking through the Arctic in their yeah. padded trousers and face goggles. Yeah. Um, one well, it's of them's... cold. It's, 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 what, there's nothing stupid about any of that. No, 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 I never said it was. I'm just, I'm just describing what happened. If you They've feel... got other clothes on as well. They're not just wearing padded trousers <laughs> and face goggles. No, I, I don't remember that being mentioned. Basically, they've got padded trousers They're and face goggles on. Walking with their boobs on. out. They go, yeah, they go into their shack and change their outdoor padded trousers <laughs> to their indoor padded trousers. <laughs> <laughs> and take off their face goggles. Yeah. And that's it. Uh, one of them's American and one of them's British. Yeah. And they have uh, one. It's almost like I wrote it knowing that in like 20 years' time you would read it. Yeah. And um, it needed to be two accents I could just do. about manage. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you've got these two characters mm -hmm. uh, and one's American and one's British. And consequently, they have very, very appropriate names because the American is called Ohio Grant. <laughs> <laughs> A wonderfully American name. It name, is, isn't it? Almost like my name is. Mississippo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my friend Philadelphia. Yeah. And, and and a British guy called Marcus Peabody. Mm. <laughs> you've really gone for the like names that you got you've I've succeeded. You kind of yeah, you kind of gone Dickensian in your naming. You've got you've tried to like make the sound of the names conjure up something about the characters. So so that's good. 
Right. It is good, isn't it? It's a good start, yeah. An American who says bloody all the time. <laughs> he says bloody things. And hates the wind yeah. and overlapping hair. This mm. is his like what drives his character. Yeah. He really hates wind and overlapping hair. So he goes to the Arctic to, <laughs> to escape wind. Yeah. And is really upset to find that there's loads of wind there. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh, bloody hell, he says. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh darn it. Uh, this place is full of wind. Uh, so he gets very upset and keeps going on about the elements. Yeah, he right. And he, he hates the elements. And when he says elements, what he means is snow and wind. Yeah, I wondered about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, right. So Ohio is there, annoyed <laughs> about wind, and he's with his friend. Well, he's with the other scientist, Marcus Peabody, an English bloke who can't find polar bears. <laughs> And has a moustache that matches his hair. <laughs> right? Those yeah. are his two characteristics. He can't yeah. find polar bears and his hair's all the same colour. Yeah. He only wears that when it suits him, though, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. When it, yeah, when he's in the mood, he grows a moustache. Because I, I, I didn't take it to mean suits him like that. I, I thought it meant, like, you know, when it actually suited him. Like, like when it looks good. Yeah. Some days he just doesn't he doesn't yeah. look good with a moustache, so he shaves Takes it, it off, off. And then yeah. the next day he grows it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyway, these two blokes are in the Arctic in a in a what you describe as a well-insulated shack. <laughs> but rather primitive. That's your description. A well-insulated shack, but rather primitive. Yeah. And also apparently it's wooden. It's made of wood in the Arctic, <laughs> but well insulated. It's not whatever well, that means. It's not definitely not well insulated because it's got it's got a chimney in it. Yeah, it's got a big open chimney, but you you said it's well insulated then you I think maybe at the when you started it you hadn't decided yeah. uh, on the chimney because you said like apparently Maybe I gave you that idea, or that maybe that came later. So maybe those first three or four pages where you're just describing snow, wind, and hair, yeah. and coffee, you haven't decided on. Well, you think the end your, yet. your idea was that they should climb out of a chimney that a, um, an Arctic shack definitely wouldn't have? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. One of we decided so, yeah, one of the two quickly gone to Alf Crime and said, yeah. "Alf Crime, um, Rufus has got a really dumb idea. Do Can they you... have chimneys in the Arctic?" <laughs> Um, right, so they're in a well-insulated shack, but rather primitive, that's as difficult to escape as a prison, <laughs> right? It doesn't say that. No, but that, that's proved later on. Oh, right. Because they get trapped in there. They No matter what they do, they can't escape. They can't it's made of roof. wood. Yeah, but they can't... I mean, apart from that, yeah. it is impenetrable, this wooden <laughs> shack, this primitive wooden shack. Doesn't say it's, Without doesn't an say axe, you can't do anything to it. doesn't say it's like really, really thin wood. No, apparently it's got to be at six inches thick, I reckon. Yeah, it's probably like... Actual whole tree trunks of yeah. the wall, still alive. Really, you're going to need an axe yeah. and a lot of work. That would be primitive. All right, so, so there is someone grew that shed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So someone somehow grew a shed in yeah. the Arctic yeah. on the snow. <laughs> yeah, someone, against all odds, somebody planted some saplings and they, yeah, they grew, and they grew it. a shed. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> Okay, so they're in the they're in their impenetrable shack, yeah, uh, inescapable shack. They're, in a, they're in a shed made of trees. They're in a shed. They're in a, a, a tree shed. A natural shed. shed a yeah, naturally natural occurring shed. shed. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. in their naturally occurring shed. Yeah, yeah and a hire goes to bed at three three p.m. <laughs> because because his hair's overlapping and he can't deal with it, right? Yeah, uh, and leaves Marcus to play clock patience for nine hours. <laughs> so the next day they get up, and every day they like to get their hard parts done when the weather's in a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> so they do that first. They're like, oh, we'll get our hard parts done while the weather's in a good mood. Yeah. And then they count the helicopters. <laughs> Every day, one of them has to count the helicopters. Come in and bow. Uh, it's zero today, I'm afraid. Mm. Zero helicopters. 
But unfortunately, later, while they're both asleep, mm. the helicopter comes and by a, a, in a feat of terrible luck of all the space in the Arctic that you could drop yeah. a, a massive box that's just big enough to, to jam a door closed, <laughs> yeah. they drop it right in front of the door. Uh, do it's it's, happens, it's tragic. It's really unlucky. And so it, it locks them in. It bl- completely blocks them in into their into their naturally occurring shed, mm. um, and they when they realise this, they they decide to both ram the door until they're raw. That's <laughs> <laughs> the terminology that you use. Yeah. Uh, I think Ahaya starts ramming it first, yeah. and then Marcus joins in. They ram it together until they're completely raw, and uh, then they realise that tragically they've left their emergency axe outside. Yeah. You know, the best place to keep your emergency axe is uh, outside in the snow. Uh, because when I was using it to axe some snow... <laughs> yeah, I uh, know, I left it outside yesterday when I was axing that snow. Yeah. Um, Where is it? Why is it higher turned into the space wizard? <laughs> All right, so they they realise the axe is outside, and Ohio goes immediately insane. <laughs> That's his response. He just goes mad. He's instantly. already insane. He's already look. He's, he's insane from the very outset. He's not. He's just annoyed about the wind. He was, and then he goes mental. No, he had a problem with the wind and moved to a windy place. <laughs> He was mental before he got he was there. Stupid. He's he's insane before he even gets to the yeah. Arctic. I okay. think it's, that's really clear. All right. So Very so clear. he goes insane, and and Marcus tries to. He's escape. the guy that ordered three stools. <laughs> you think it's him? Yeah, and and, and like in Marcus Peabody was like, what? Why do you need the what third stool? Like? That's my hitting stool. Yeah. That's yeah. for my friend. So yeah, so so Ohio sits on the floor. And giggles for like three days. Okay, he sits on the floor even though there's three stools to choose from. Yeah, so that's Again. mad. Madness. That you see, like, he doesn't even think of those three stools. I say I'm, I'm really heightening his uh, madness yeah. with that third stool, aren't I? <laughs> not only does, not he only, not, yeah. not, does he not choose the first two, yeah. but he doesn't even go for that third tempting stool. What yeah. a mad, what a madman. <laughs> yeah, it's got mad stool written on it. <laughs> So he sits on the floor for three days laughing yeah. um, uh, while Marcus tries to get out. But no matter what he does, he can't escape this wooden shack yeah. right? because it's made out of trees. Yeah. So after three days of trying, they decide to eat each other. <laughs> but then they go, oh, no, we can't eat each other. That's a physical impossibility. We better flip a coin and see who eats who, right? And Marcus wins. So Marcus is going to eat Ohio. Yeah. And Ohio turns out to not be as mad as we thought all along, because actually he doesn't want to die. No, he not want to die. Um, uh, but then, fortunately, Marcus notices the massive hole in the ceiling, <laughs> the massive man-sized chimney, yeah. and goes, uh, oh, wait a minute, look, we can get out of the chimney. Yeah. Uh, but before he can say that sentence again and make Ohio actually listen to him this time, Ohio beans him to death with a chair. <laughs> he's like, he, no- he finally notices that third stool and he's like, wait a minute, I've got a plan. And he smashes him to death with a stool, yeah. right? So Ohio then eats Marcus's skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just eats his skeleton. <laughs> Everything except his blood, yeah. right? <laughs> all, his, all his skin and bones. Yeah. Yeah. And eyes and, and raw. Think, yeah. we, know, we know. I mean, we know they're raw because they've rammed the door till they became raw. But, yeah. but there's no coal, so they can't. He can't Absolutely. cook him, so he can't unraw him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he eats his raw skeleton. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then escapes through the chimney. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, oh, look, and escapes through the chimney in half a line. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. It takes him like four he words. He eats the hole of Marcus, then he goes, oh, there's an hole in the ceiling. <laughs> and then he gets out, yeah. But he's more mad because he's just, because, because as we all know, <laughs> eating a skeleton <laughs> yeah. makes you mad, right? So he's completely, utterly insane yeah. with this skeleton powered madness. <laughs> right. So he goes, I know what I'll do. I'll go for a nudie swim. <laughs> yeah. right. Oh, look, there's a hole in the ice that I made with the axe earlier. I'll go for a quick nudie swim and die. <laughs> and again, in two words, it's like, so he went for a nudie swim and died. The end. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Worst Writer in the World. We'll be back next week with part one of a brand new story, The Mystery of the Golden Bus. And who knows, maybe, maybe Marcus will be resurrected. Worst writer in the world. Worst writer in the world.